neighbor. Matthew 22 gives us our mission. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. To put it simply, a love for God and following in the ways of Jesus should be the motivation for everything we do. Likewise, the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself tells us that if we don't have love for our neighbor, then we simply don't know the heart of God. The church is to make an impact for the kingdom of God in a broken world and that looks like sacrificial, generous, and compassionate love for all people. Jesus gave his followers clear instructions in Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I give them. Our mission is clear. Follow Jesus for our community as we make an impact for his kingdom. Well, good morning. It's good to see you guys. Glad you're here. Welcome, a special welcome if you happen to be a first-timer. We're really glad that you chose to be here today and be in worship with us. I am Shannon Patterson, and I get to be the lead pastor and be a part of this amazing church family, and uh, we just are so glad you're here, and it is our purpose. It is our goal. I'll say this a lot, but from the moment that you came onto this campus, that you are, that you know that, that God loves you immensely. And it is because of Jesus Christ that he's come to bring you life, to bring you wholeness, to bring fullness to you. And um, if you don't know that yet, I pray that you know that before the end of the day, that you know that, you believe that, and you're living that out. That is the whole reason that we're here, that we are here on this, on this campus, here as a church, here in this community, is to make Jesus known. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome. And I, I want to say, I, I know you saw it in the video, you know, we were talking last week in staff, and we we're like, do, do people pay attention to the video? And we said, I know, let's throw a puppy in there and see if they do. So who saw the puppy? Did you see the puppy? Okay, good. All right, so some of you are paying attention. Good job. Some of you are like, there was a puppy? I had no idea. Yes, there was a puppy. You didn't pay attention. Um, but we want you to know what's going on. And so uh, I will tell you this, check out the Next Steps wall. It's right through those doors at the end of the service. You can find out all that you want to know but what's going on in the church. There'll be someone there every week after the services and before answer questions you might have to, uh, to know about the church and ways that you can be a part of it. But it's really important to us that, that you know that and you check that out. So we are in the final week of this series called Impact. And uh, we are going to be in Philippians chapter 2 today. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 2. It's actually a passage, a few verses that we looked at several weeks ago in our community series, but I want to go back to it because, well, God's Word is great and it doesn't change, and so we are really glad that we can go back to it and see the importance of it even just a few weeks later. Not, not that we're going back because let's re repeat it all, but the importance of what God's Word says this is so important to what we're saying today. And so Philippians 2 is where we're going to be. And, and while you're, you're getting there, I just want to say this. Here's what we talked about last week. And uh, we kind of built this up. We'll give a, I'll give a quick review at the end of the message. But last week, we really keyed in. And what I recognized is that last week's message really resonated with a lot of you. Uh, many of you, it kind of, it wasn't like some new information, but it was just kind of like a, oh, yeah, in that we talked about making an impact. And as followers of Jesus... It's not that, I mean, we don't want to just be good citizens, right? We don't just want to be people who do good things just for the sake of doing good things. But what really resonated with a lot of you is that you realize, okay, as a follower of Jesus, 
Yes, I am called. I can do nice things. I can, I can help out organizations. I can volunteer. I can do these things that have a temporary impact. But as a follower of Jesus, I can bring into this the opportunity for an eternal impact. So it doesn't mean we throw the temporary opportunities to the side and we only focus on the, the eternal possibilities. But we say, okay, in, in my volunteering with this organization, in my helping with this group, in my doing these things and those things, how can I bring the eternal opportunity for people to know Jesus? And what I found for many of you, and, and you contacted me and having conversations and your community group conversations, is that you're like, okay, how can we do this? How can we be more intentional? How are we already doing this? What can we do? Because the reality is, folks, is that you are constantly, I mean, I say it, but I, I mean, I think if we really wrapped our brains around this, I mean, if you look around the room, where we're going to be tomorrow, we are going to impact so many people. Like, your sphere of influence and the people you're going to come in contact with and you and you and you and you, and that's just this one row, and then we go to the next, and then we go to different parts of the, the city or the, the county or in different businesses and different opportunities. I mean, my goodness, some of you are getting on planes and you're going, and we have this sphere of influence and the opportunity to impact people, not just briefly, but to, to find ways in these opportunities, in these conversations, in these relationships to have an eternal impact for the sake of Jesus. I mean, they're all around us all the time. And I know that that really sat with a lot of you last week. I mentioned last week about a need and I shared with you, and if, and if you, you know, for some folks that might have been like, man, Shannon, I can't believe you're, you're not going to do this. But I told you about an organization called Called to Care, and they had put out a, it's a great, I'd never heard of the organization, but they, their hope, their, their purpose is to help connect the body of Christ, churches, Christians, with needs with people that have these needs and um, not just to help them but to be Jesus right not just the temporary but the eternal and a few people had tagged me in this need for a mom and her kids and I read it and my immediate my first response was man let's send this out let's put it on Facebook let's put it in an email let's let people know about it all these needs will be met like that I know it I know you guys I know your generosity I know your heart it would happen in a heartbeat but there was something that said, no, don't do that. I'm like, oh. And so when I was standing before you last week, I said, you know, I wanted to share it, but I really feel like I'm not supposed to. I really feel in regard to eternal and temporary, instead of us just meeting a temporary need, I was praying that a community group from our church, because the call went out everywhere, but that a community group from our church would say, we want to walk alongside of this family. We don't just want to get them some stuff. We want to be present. We want to know their names. We want to pray for them. We want to walk with them. And that was my prayer. So we're sitting in staff meeting. We have staff meetings on Monday mornings. And I don't know how your staff meetings are or what you do at your staff, but I actually love our time together as a staff. I mean, there's very rarely when, you know, well, of course, and I'm the one leading it. The other staff are like, I hate staff meeting. But I like staff meeting. You like staff meeting, Justin? Okay. He kind of gave me a, mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but so we have, a, I think, a really good staff meeting. It's productive. It's prayerful. We laugh. Uh, we pray for each other. We look ahead. We plan. Um, I always enjoy that. So we're in staff meeting, 
and Josh slides his phone over to me. Josh is our community groups director, and he slides his phone over to me, and uh, I'm reading it, and it's a Facebook post from Called to Care. And the opening line says, uh, I don't know why I can't say what it says, but oh, it says, thanks to the Porch Community Church. And I'm like, oh, what's this about? You know, like, what, what happened? And as soon as I'm reading this line, I get a phone call from one of our partners in ministry here and and she goes hey a post just went out I figure I should call and let you know what's up and I said oh okay good so she's calling because she saw the post too and she said listen as a community group we heard about this need we looked into this we checked this thing out and this is exactly what we want to be doing as a community group this is the impact kind of impact that we want to make and of course my first response was praise the Lord you know, I knew we could meet material needs, but, but this is what we were talking about. And so I was just so excited. And, and so, you know, it was just like, okay, this is what we want to do. And so, boom, I mean, bam, I mean, seriously, almost everything immediately was, was, came around. I mean, within a couple of days, like, all the beds were there, bedding was there, a, a lot of household goods were there, many things were there. People who are partners in ministry, like, their employees, people that work for them, or, like, their clients they were telling them about this and they were like oh we can help and so all this was happening you know mom six kids they needed bedding they needed all this stuff and there it is the only thing they're lacking right now is a washer and dryer so if you know of someone who has some or if you're planning on upgrading here soon and you've got ones that work let us know we want to help this family we want to come alongside of them but here's all these things and like I said I had no doubt that the temporary need for this family would we could be met no doubt at all but it was in that ongoing relational you know spiritual aspect that i prayed a group from our church would we want to help we want to be a part of this we want to be a part of what's going on uh we, we want to walk with you and that's what this community group has done and the point person from the community group that I'm talking with on this, it's, it's a, actually it's a Sunday night group. So it's a, a great group of people that meet on Sunday nights. And, and, and they said that, you know, they've met the mom, talked with the mom, met the kids. And they just see this great potential for a mom who's made what most of us have never been in a situation before where we had to make a, such a crucial decision to, to uproot our family and everything that we knew to be stable and and, and to get us out of a situation, to get us in a better situation. Miss, that's, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I, I don't know, maybe some of you can, but I can't. And so here's this mom who's, who's making these great decisions for family. We want to walk with her. And so this community group has every intention of continuing in a relationship with this family, and not just to share material things, but it's the whole reason that we're here today, together this morning is to share Jesus. Jesus. I mean, because stop and think about it. Like, a mother and six kids, there's actually a seventh child that's not in the home right now, and the, the great thing is, is the dad, the dad of all these kids, he's, 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 he's not with them right now, but he's connected and he's part. And so what I see is the potential for God to bring healing to a family. What I see is for the potential for these six, seven kids to say to call on the name of Jesus and give their lives to Jesus 
and these six or seven kids then to, to be in schools and to be on teams and to be part of the community and to be a light in places where there wasn't a light before for Christ and for them to share that with other people. And I see this mom say, you know what? I can't believe, I, I trusted, I knew I'm, this was the hard, one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life, but God has been faithful to me and that she call on the name of Jesus and thank God that he, has work, he is working through his people, the church, to be with them and walk alongside of them. I pray for this dad that he would say the same exact thing. I mean, you think about these kids, and, and they're going to grow up, and they are going to have probably kids. And the fact that a group of people said, we are going to intentionally be present in this family's life. Folks, we have no idea the ripple effect. We have no idea of the impact that this will make for years and years and years and years. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it for granted, the, the place, the position and that God has put you in. As individuals, as families, as community groups, as friends, all these things, where you live, where you work, don't take it for granted. Don't ignore the nudges of the Holy Spirit Whenever you feel like, okay, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is that what I heard? I mean, confirm it, pray about it, make sure, you know, people, the, the people you trust, wise people agree with you, but when you feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking and telling you to do something, don't ignore that because you have no idea of the impact, the eternal impact that can be made. I, I look forward to, I mean, it, it'll be wonderful if we as a church will, will know the impact made in this family but we might not it might be years down the road we don't know but that doesn't stop us from from pouring in and doing our part right and we don't do it for the return we do it for the kingdom we do this for christ one of the things that josh did this past week was he asked the community groups that are currently meeting like hey what do you what do you plan on doing what what's your hope you know we, we challenged our community groups to to talk about what are things you can do, at it, not just like during October, but like during the year, ongoing, that you can be present in people's lives in our community for the sake of Christ. And, and so he heard back from many of them. I our, there's a Wednesday women's group that meets, and, and they did this already. They're going to do other, but they baked a bunch of cookies, and they went up to the Valasta Police Department during shift change, and they gave cookies out to people either coming, leaving work or going in for the night shift and just, like, blessed them and said, thank you for serving, thank you for what you do. We appreciate you. You know, they want to do the same thing with, like, um, like ambulance drivers and nurses at the nurses station. God bless nurses. Um, like, to, to do this and, and to be your fire stations, all these things, and just to, to be present and say thank you. I, I love that. There's a Wednesday, uh, my husband's in this group, there's a Wednesday men's group, and they've already done this once, but every other month they have partnered with a, a recovery place for men, uh, guys who are in recovery. And, and they go once a month and they provide them dinner, they serve them dinner, they eat meal with them, and they have a Bible study together. And they develop these relationships with, with this crew. I love that. That's real and present and right there with them. Um, there's a, a Monday night group that meets and, and they have put together these hygiene kits that, that they have and that, that they have with them and they keep with them so that they can give out to people who are maybe homeless or transient or in need of something that they have them with them. They're, already, they're with them at all times. They're able to do this and bless these people. They also want to partner with a Habitat 
build sometime very soon and be able to help like with you know physically help someone get from to, into good housing and they're going to be present in this person's these these people's lives um, there's a Wednesday couples group and, and they want to they want to go into places where uh, you, you, you see a lot of sadness and depression they want to go into nursing homes and help be present in people's lives and and just visit with them and and talk with them and sit with them and listen to them and they want to do some work with Second Harvest as well in, in helping uh, with feeding in our community. I love that we have a young adult group. What I love, I love this group. Tinley Kiger leads this group. She's on staff. She's our serve team coordinator. And she, she leads this group. And you know what I love about this group of people is that they meet every week, but they don't meet in the same place. There's a, a group of four or five couples or families in our church that said, we'll open our home you bring the young adult group. We'll feed them dinner. You have you meet. And so they're meeting, and they're getting to know other people in our church who are open up their home. And so they've been meeting. And, you know, young adults are always really rich, and they have a lot of extra money. And so, you know, they've got tons of money. They don't even know what to do with it all, you know, as far as, like, ministry and stuff. But they said, hey, listen, we're going to get together, and, and we're going to go in as, like, you know, partnering up. And we're going to do, you know, the Operation Christmas Child shoebox thing. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, they're going to do some shoeboxes. Who knows how many they'll do, but those will be some really good shoeboxes. that will be prayed over, and they'll be very intentional. And they come with the Word of God to wherever that box ends up going, somewhere on this earth. Our porch kids, I love this. They're going to, in, in early December, uh, they're going to go out and go Christmas caroling. And you think, oh, well, that's sweet and nice. But here's what I really love about it is they're going to go probably to some nursing homes, but they're also going to go to some people. You know, for a lot of folks, Christmas is a really hard time of year. Um, just that season, it's hard. It, it can be kind of depressing for some people. You know, just all the, the stuff that gets wrapped up in there, the emotions and stuff. And so as it gets a little bit closer, they're going to, you know, working with some people in our churches, maybe identify some folks who need just a little extra Christmas cheer. So, and then you sing, Chris, is it, and then you sing Christmas songs all year? Well, how's it go? I don't know. Allison does. What is it, Allison? You want to say it? Mm -hmm, yeah, she, she's a, yeah, sing it loud for all to hear. Yeah, that, there you go. I'm just quoting a little elf there. So, but I love this. They're going to go and do this and be present and be there for people. Here's what I want you to hear about all this. I know it kind of sounds like an infomercial or something, but I want you to hear I want you to hear this because, one, if I didn't mention your community group, that means that you didn't, they didn't get that information to Josh or y'all haven't come up with it yet. So there's just like a little you know, incentive um, to do that. Or two, you might be going, well, is this what community groups do? Well, shoot, I'll get in a community group. I, I thought it was going to be a bunch of weirdos and we were going to have to like memorize Leviticus or something. I didn't know you got to do this. So... I, I just I want you to hear this because there's a there's an opportunity when we are intentional, when we are intentional as the body of Christ in, to impact other people for Jesus, right? When we're intentional about this, what we do every single times, every single time is we put other people in front of us. We put other people before us. And I know that sounds like yeah, of course, Shannon. But remember several weeks ago in that red button and self. We choose it so often. And, and, and so when we are intentional about saying, no, I want to make an eternal impact. 
I don't want to just have a temporary impact, but I'm looking around me and I'm seeing the people that God has placed around me and I want to make an eternal impact in my life for Christ. What we start to do is we start to put other people in, in, a, in, a, in the perspective that it should be where we, we view them. I mean, how many people do we just walk by we don't see? How many people are, are calling out and, and we just don't hear them because we're so laser-focused on, on self or what we're doing? And when we, put, when we do this and we're intentional about this, we put other people in front of us. And, and this is where I want us to look in Philippians chapter 2 today. When we start to give people a higher regard than, than for ourselves... Scripture shows this. Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, and he's giving them instruction. He's, he's trying to help them grow and mature in their faith. And in many ways, he's talking to just inside the church, but this goes outside of the church because these people didn't live in the church full time, right? So, yeah, it's church instruction, but it's also life instruction for the people of the church, for Christians. And beginning of verse 3 of Philippians 2... Here's the old self thing coming back at us. Paul writes, don't be selfish. And then he says, don't try to impress others. And then he says, be humble. Be humble. Th here it is. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. See, that's intentionality, folks. If, if I don't stop and actually, if I'm not intentional about putting others in front of me, I'm going to put me in front of everybody every single time. I don't know about you, but that's how it works for me. So Paul's saying, think of others as better than yourselves. Put people before you. And, and then uh, I, I want to read, um, or no, he says this, don't look out only for your own interests. Again, if I'm not intentional, that's exactly what I'm doing. If, not, if I'm not intentional about being a follower of Christ, if I'm not intentional about saying, you know what, I have a purpose God has put me here. God wants to use me. God, God has something for me to, 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 to speak into, not just my, my child or my husband or my friends, but like there is a purpose for me. If I am intentional about recognizing this, then I'm not going to automatically go to self. And he says, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. This seems so basic, right? It seems so basic. It's like what we teach our little kids. It's what we teach them in kindergarten. You know, be nice. Think of other people. You know, think about how that would make you feel. Like we talk about this. But folks, Paul is using this as instruction to the church. Like adult people, he's saying, by the way, think of other people. So it, just because it's basic instruction doesn't mean that we have it figured out, right? And so he's saying this to them. We, we've got to be intentional about impacting others for Christ. I love the way the message puts this uh, Philippians chapter 2 in, in, in the wording. I want to read you verses 1 through 4 here. And it says this in the message. It's a paraphrase. It says this. If you have gotten anything at all out of following Christ, I mean, think about it. You can almost hear like there's a little bit of, of sarcasm in Paul writing because he's writing to the church. He's writing to people who obviously have gotten something out of following Christ. If you've gotten anything out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, again, he's kind of like, made a difference in your life. If being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, obviously it did because he's writing to a corporate group of people who were gathered together. So obviously it's important. So he's saying, aren't these things important? You know they are. You know they are. 
He says, if you have a heart, okay, well, I mean, anyone who thought they weren't part of that, now they're all in it. You know, if you have a heart, if you care, he says, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. That's always a good place to start. Love each other. Be deep, be deep spirited friends. There's the importance of relationship here. Remember, he's writing to the church. He says, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Remember in elementary school and you're waiting like to go into like the cafeteria or whatever. I don't know where, where else we waited, the bathroom, I don't know. But anyway, so you're in line and up comes someone you know and they really want to get in the line. And you, so you look at them and you're like, all right, here's the deal. I'll give you cuts if you give me cuts back. Remember that? Anyone? Yeah? I don't, you, call, I don't, you might have different terms for it. No, y'all didn't do that? Yeah. Did anyone else do this or is it just me? Okay, some of you did. Okay, yeah. Front cuts, back cuts, all this thing. You know, I'll give you cuts, but you got to give me cuts back. That's not what Paul's talking about. What Paul is saying is just give people cuts. Like, it, don't make it about you. Don't be like, hey, I'll help you out, but you got to put me back here. And the, no, no. It just don't make it about other people. I mean, don't make it about yourself. Make it about others. No, no cuts back. Just, just let me write it. Just let them write in. He says this. <clears throat> Put yourself aside. Help others get ahead. Then he says, don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. That's the whole self thing again. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. See, if we're intentional about making an impact, then this is what we're doing. If we're intentional, otherwise we're going to go back, we're going to fall back on self every time. So in light of this whole thing, this impact and, and being intentional in our community, I was thinking, and if you were with us when we were downtown, for years, um, a really just sweet couple started this, this Christmas ministry of identifying agencies in our community and partnering with them and helping give Christmas gifts to, to kids and, and some you know, vulnerable adults in, in our community. And so we did that while we were downtown. We sure did. And, and actually, as we were growing, we, almost, we ran out of opportunities. And so um, an, a group with the county schools said, hey, we have identified a lot of kids that, that need, you know, are going to need something. They're not going to have a Christmas unless we do something. Would you partner? And so as the porch, we said, yes, we'll do that. And so we started working with this group for the last couple of years. 200 kids, 225 kids are represented. And we've done this. And so I'm working on my message two weeks ago for last week's message about eternal impact versus temporary impact, right? And I'm working on this, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm working on it. And I'll tell you, I was extremely convicted while I was working on this message, thinking about, all right, we're a new church. Are we going to continue doing what we've, there's, you know, you get to kind of assess, are we going to keep doing the things we've done? Are we going to do things differently? And that one was one of them. And here we are, and it's, it's right around the corner. Are we going to do this? And I really wanted to, and the organization reached out to us. And, but I was so convicted, folks, because what I knew is with the, the most kindness and, and wonderful intentions, the way that system had been set up is we had zero contact, zero, with these kids. It was a gift giveaway, which is nice, but it's temporary, 
right? And so we want to say, as followers of Jesus, how do we take the temporary and, and find a way to make an eternal impact, okay? So I'm not saying that was bad. I'm just saying it was limited. Why don't we, if limitless is an opportunity, is an option, let's go with that. So I'm very convicted, and I'm like, you know what? We've got to do something different this year. If we're going to do this, we have got to find a way. We are going to find a way. We're going to be part of the distribution. We are going to find a way to get um, Bible lessons to these kids. Like, we're not going to just give them gifts and say Merry Christmas and be done. Let's have an eternal impact. So this is going on in my mind, right? I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it's really impressed on me. And then a friend of mine calls whose family um, has a ministry here in Valdosta called the Mailbox Club. And some of you have heard of it. Some of you are very familiar with it. Some of you are going, I don't know what that is. It's right there on Eager Road. You've probably driven by it. You might have thought it was a place to mail things. It's not. It's this amazing little place right there in Valdosta, Georgia that has sent, I mean, like, is responsible for millions and millions and millions of Bible lessons going out around the world partnering with ministries all over the world and hundreds of thousands of kids and teenagers and adults have accepted Christ through these materials it's it's phenomenal and it's all started right here in Valdosta so my friend from the mailbox sub calls me and says hey I want to tell you about something I think this would be right up your alley I think it'd be perfect for the porch I just think it'd be great and I said okay let's go so we go to lunch and he starts to tell me everything and it's all kind of centering around Christmas and I'm going but we're already doing this other thing that you know we're going to call Christmas impact and I really want us to have an impact you know and but this sounds kind of cool what do we do and he starts to tell me all this stuff and, and I'm not going to give you all the details now but let's just say that there's this opportunity that's in front of us, and I shared this with the staff last week, and, and everyone was really excited about it, where we have an opportunity to make an impact globally, like over to India, with what we're going to do for Christmas Impact. But not only that, we're also going to be able to continue doing what we've done in knowing the needs for some kids in our community and being able to bless them at Christmas and share the gospel with them. So it was like I was convicted on the small thing and then God just kind of went, here's a big thing. Stop being convicted by that. Stop being weighed down by that. I got something bigger. I got something better. Happen, And I'm so excited. I'm really, really excited about this opportunity. And that's all I'm going to tell you about it for right now. We're going to talk more about it in a couple of weeks as we start this new series. We're starting a new series next week called Live Thank You. And, and the whole idea is, is, is we want to be people who say, you know, I'm going to live a life that says thank you. I'm going to live a life that says thank you to God. I'm going to live this out. So we're going to share this. Now, I want to say this one thing about next week. Um... I believe that next week's message is so very, very important to where we are going, not just, not in a series, uh, not just in a series, but as a church. I believe next week's message is very, very important. I, I believe it's a pivotal message. I believe it's a pivotal message for you. I believe it's a, it's a pivotal message for your, for your family. I believe it's, it's pivotal for your purpose, for God's purpose in your life. And without a doubt, it's pivotal for the church and kind of where we're going to go. And so I would just say, don't miss it. And if for some reason you're not going to be here, please watch it. Please listen to it. Please be ready. Because 
it's so important that you almost might find yourself scratching your head a couple of weeks down the road if you miss what we talk about next week. I'm so excited for it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm really kind of giddy about it. It's, it's just a really important message. So yeah, we're technically wrapping up a series about impact, but the reality is, folks, is we're never going to stop talking about making an impact. I mean, at no point are we going to stop and go, well, well, okay, we're done with making an impact. Let's move on. No, no, we're always going to be talking about making an impact because what do we say about who we are? Why are we here? We want to follow Jesus for our community. That's what we want to do. We want to follow Jesus for our community, and that community looks like Valdosta. It looks like Lowndes County. It looks like South Georgia, Georgia, United States, and all around the world. We want to follow Jesus for our community. So what have we learned in this series what have we talked about very first thing and, and this is like the the center of it all the before we can make an impact all these i mean how many times did i say impact today i mean before we can do that before we can make an impact we have to first be assured and we talked about this in week one that that we have been impacted by christ that we ourselves have been impacted by jesus that's where it starts if you don't know jesus if you're not sure let me tell you that there is a god and he loves you, and he sent Jesus Christ to come and not just take away your sins, but he came to give you life. He came to make you, to, to, to give you opportunity to live into the fullness of everything he has for us. That's what it's about. And then we talked about that, so we need to be impacted by Jesus in order for us to really have an impact. And then we talked about that, that if, if you are a one-minute old Christian, like you just said yes to Jesus, that you are equipped to make an impact on other people. Do not disqualify yourself. God wants to use you. I promise you that. And then last week, and we talked about this a lot today, is let's move beyond just making a temporary impact. Let's see the potential, the opportunities to make an eternal impact. We just have no idea what that looks like down the road. So uh, let, let's go to the Lord in prayer together, shall we? Father, 